0: Welcome to PhD Talk. My name is Miriam and my mission is to give PhDs a voice and to also share tips with them and anyone else interested on how to communicate your science and how to make working in academia more fun, more effective, less stressful. For today's episode, I interviewed Diana Lund-Nostrum, who is a dual career consultant at the University of Copenhagen in the office of international staff mobility and she is an author a podcaster and self-employed on top of all this and she helps people um, primarily internationals in Denmark to find a job in today's episode we mostly speak about linkedin and how it can be used to find a job widen um, right your network but also communicate your signs or thoughts She will share some tips with you on how to make your profile more yours, for example, how to make your posts become more visible and other other things. We hope that you find the things that we share here useful and that you maybe like to implement some of them, get inspired, whatever. And then, yes, thank you for listening. And let's talk science. Um, Hi, Diana. Hey. Thank you for talking to us today. Would you like to just start with introducing yourself a little bit and how you ended up like working with LinkedIn?
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, Thank you for having me, first of all. Um, My name is Diana and uh, I work as a dual career consultant at University of Copenhagen. And I just recently started doing that. And part of that is also, of course, using LinkedIn. LinkedIn in Denmark is very huge. So it's a really, really good way of networking and both sharing information, sharing knowledge, but also gaining information and knowledge. Um So more than 50% of jobs in Denmark are given through network. So they're never Mm -hmm. necessarily posted. Mm -hmm. And even for the ones that are posted, some of them are spoken for already (laughs) because of networks. So Mm -hmm. that's why LinkedIn is a very important tool to be using when you're looking for jobs in Denmark.
0: Okay. Um, Um, One
1: question. What is a mm -hmm. dual career? Dual career is that when the University of Copenhagen is hiring internationals. Yeah. Yeah. PhDs, postdocs, researchers. A lot of people have spouses and partners that travel with them to Denmark. Mm-hmm. So I'm a career consultant for the spouses and the, the partners. Okay, so dual career basically means partners. Yes. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. So please yeah. kind of saying helping people because it's important to be situated nicely when you move to another country, yeah. and we kind of know that. The partners and the families are important in that aspect, so that's why we have this hmm. dual career part that focuses on all of the the partners and the families to help them situate themselves as well. Okay, yeah, that's all. Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. So basically, if we're going way back, <laughs> yes. I did a master's degree in branding and communication from Copenhagen Business School. Mm-hmm. And I did my thesis about what when moving to Denmark as an expat, how does brands influence whether you stay or you go home and kind of how well you integrate into your role in in the Danish society. And what I found was, yes, brands from home do have some influence, but what's really important is network. And if you have someone with you, family and stuff, how well you integrate this, there's a lot of things happening here.
0: What is a brand?
1: A brand. So for example, um, The Apple is brand or um, the brand of olive oil you use or so you have something at home that you generally use from a specific brand.
0: Ah, whether I can find that brand abroad. uh, Yes. That's important. Yes.
1: Okay. It really is because one of the People I interviewed, for example, she had this olive oil that was just at home. It was just like, that's just what we use, it's nothing special. Okay. But then moving to Denmark, she was like, I can't get that olive oil here. Yeah. So the attachment to the brand became much, much more important to her. Uh-huh. So that's really interesting because it tells mm. us something about our relationships that we don't necessarily, um, that we're not necessarily aware of. Mm makes sense yeah yeah yeah, yeah it makes sense yeah. yeah so basically relationships in general
0: yeah
1: but the the one between people are more important than to brands which makes sense yeah. <laughs> but yeah but <laughs> but it was just like i think it was really interesting to kind of look into that the brands even though the relations to people are important that what's happening with the brands as well So I graduated and then I was like, okay, now I need to find a job. And I was like, I have no idea what I want to do. (laughs) So I was actually unemployed for two years, Mm -hmm. trying to figure out, first of all, that I didn't want to go into some agency where there was like, that culture just didn't suit me. Um, And then I was like, "Mm, I need to figure out how to do this. Can I find a podcast about job search? And I was like, no. I really can't, so let's make one. Yeah. So so I was like, well, then I'll make one. And I started getting information from all of these amazing people, which led me basically to start helping others as well, um, but also into getting a job with Job Index, which is Denmark's largest job site. So mm-hmm. if people don't know Job Index, I really encourage them to use that as a search engine as well, mm-hmm. other than LinkedIn. We can do a combination. Um, and I was there for three years. Then I decided to start my own business. I published a book on something totally different, but decided that I wanted it to be a public speaker in February of 2020. It was bad time, <laughs> yeah. to say the least. So basically I was standing there and was like, oh, that not good. (laughs) I'm trying not to curse here, but being like, okay, so I'm apparently not being a public speaker right now because everything is shut down. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, then I'm going to look for jobs. And I got a job at the job center. And was there for a bit more than a year. Then I got a job at the collaborator with the job center working with academics, both Danish and internationals, bringing me a little bit back to the whole international aspect of things. Mm. And then I saw the position here at the University of Copenhagen and I was like, okay, so working with internationals and the job search kind of thing combined mm-hmm. in a way where i can teach where i can help where i can network when all of these things coming together i was like i have to apply for this job <laughs> and then luckily i got it yeah and along this entire journey which is like nine years <laughs> um linkedin has just been a a thing mm-hmm. it's just been a thing where i've published articles i've been I've been networking. I've been posting comments, but also posting my own posts. And like we talked about just before recording, I went to two weeks ago, I guess now. Time is running. Went to this LinkedIn summit or Linked Summit. It's called, which is a newly yearly event here in Denmark. And um, it was really, really interesting because what happened, other than there were some, some amazing workshops and speakers and stuff like that. I also met a lot of people that I had ever only met online mm. and on LinkedIn. So I felt like I knew them and some of them I had even interviewed for my own podcast, but I'd never met them in real life. Yeah. So that was so interesting to kind of get that connection as well. And it was like meeting old friends. <laughs> so that was really, really interesting. Hmm. Um I'm jumping a little bit here, but oh, good. bear with me because there's one thing I want to make, uh, make clear here also is that I am a very extroverted person. So keep in mind that when I'm telling you about all of the things I've done mm-hmm. and all of the things I generally do, if people are introverted or maybe a bit less extroverted than I am, don't get overwhelmed by it. Because I know that people sometimes get overwhelmed by all of this, but I get energy from speaking with people, from connecting with people Mm. and from doing all of these kind of things. So just think of it as in your scale, think of it as where do I start? We talked a little bit about a bit earlier also about being nervous about posting or being like really feeling like stepping out of your comfort zone and that's okay. Mm. That that That's how I feel. I don't feel that way anymore, but I did when I started. Mm. Even with being an extrovert, taking that very first step of everything is stepping outside of your comfort zone. And that's where we grow. So that's also important. Yeah, true. Mm. Yeah. So that was my story in not
0: so short. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, I also feel about this, like what you said Um anxiety about um posting whenever i post i feel like i'm, I'm screaming into a forest and when i see if someone hears it i'm like yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah and in that aspect just remember that there's this <laughs> i don't know what to call it silent army of people who are only watching mm-hmm. they're not there's no interaction they're only using linkedin for watching yeah so they might see they might not even like or anything mm-hmm. but they still get the information they still look they still for your sake they still go maybe go in and listen to the podcast mm-hmm. because they saw that post mm-hmm. so just remember that even though it feels like screaming into a forest and no one is actually interacting there's still going to be people seeing it and getting inspired by it yeah but also if you're listening to this and you're one of those persons one of those people. Mm. Remember that it means a lot for the people who are actually posting. Mm. If you just go in and write a small comment, make it valuable, but writing a small comment or maybe even just giving the post a like, that that really gives something. Not that I'm saying that you should put your self-worth or all of these things up on how many likes do I get? How many views do I get? How many comments do I get? That's not the point, but just this like, feeling of actually, okay, someone is actually seeing me here. Mm. <laughs> That's nice to to kind of get mm. in terms of when you're posting. So you know you're not just posting and to avoid. Yeah, this, <laughs> so But I promise yeah. you, you're not.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Okay. And then if we get a bit to the technicalities or to like, how can we use LinkedIn? Um, mm-hmm. Could you share some tips, like what we can do and... To, to like gain what? Like, what are we doing it for?
1: Yeah. I suppose. So you can use LinkedIn, of course, in a lot of different ways. If we're looking at it as a job seeker, mm-hmm. um, use it as... You can, of course, just use the search options in LinkedIn. Um, I There are different jobs and on job index, for sure. But I don't feel like the search... Indian on LinkedIn is very um, optimized for Denmark, to be honest. Okay. (laughs) Um, But nonetheless, you can find amazing jobs in there. And so you can use that. Um, You can also use it to kind of gain knowledge for just looking for, searching for hashtags within your field, searching for Mm -hmm. information within your field. You can even follow specific hashtags. Mm -hmm. So you can kind of make your feed more specific to what you actually want. You also, you need to, in in terms of that, you need to make a conscious decision in terms of who do you connect with. Do you connect with everyone? Or mm-hmm. do you connect with people within your field? Mm-hmm. Or do you connect with only people you've met physically? So what's your strategy for connecting? My strategy is that I connect with most people mm-hmm. because I feel like you probably have someone in your network that could be interesting for me to talk to. Even if I don't really know you, Mm -hmm. there might be some kind of connection. And if not for me, then at some point I'm talking to someone who is looking for a copywriter and then I'm like, or a podcast host. And then I'm like, Hey, I know someone, let me connect you guys. Mm -hmm. So that's my approach to it, but it might not be your, Mm -hmm. so it depends on what's your purpose. That also means that when you have your feed, be aware of what you are interacting with. Because what you interact with, where you stop and read, when you press see more, when you write comments, when you write or when you like stuff, Mm -hmm. what you see, what you interact with is what the algorithm is going to give you more of. Yeah. I don't know if you've noticed the LinkedIn police.
0: The people who have i see that no, another term <laughs> at least Let's no. it's me. it's
1: people who are always commenting oh this is for facebook why are you doing this on this professional platform that's a facebook post
0: okay no, I'm, now i'm
1: seeing that no. there are people that's a good thing because that means that you don't have those people in your feet hopefully okay. but the thing is that what people do is they feel like it's being less professional because people are maybe telling more personal stories which is funny because that's also what more people interact with but that's another story that's an Mm -hmm. algorithm thing but when you then if you're one of these linkedin police kind of people where you're like writing a comment saying this should be on facebook linkedin doesn't really notice what it is you're writing they notice that you spend time reading the post and then you spend time commenting on the post meaning they're going to give you more of that kind of (laughs) post instead of less. So instead of kind of both, it's really annoying (laughs) for people (laughs) that this kind of mad or not mad, but grumpy person is going to, comment on their post, Yeah, you will also ask the grumpy person, get more of that in your feed. So instead, just if something is uninteresting for you, Mm -hmm. or you're getting annoyed by it in a not good way, you can also get kind of annoyed if there's something professionally you're thinking is wrong, then it's fine, then please do comment, right? But you will get more of it. Be aware that the thing you spend time on is Mm -hmm. the things you get more of. So if you think that your feed is too full of something, try to notice your own behavior of, is this what you're interacting with or what's happening? And you can also go into the three dots of a post and say, I don't want to see this type of post. Mm -hmm. If you want to kind of clean it up a little bit.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: Let's see what else. (laughs) There's so many things. Okay. So basically make sure that you have a nice profile photo. This Mm -hmm. is the thing that's most seen on LinkedIn is your photo comes up. So make sure that it's a nice professionally, it doesn't have to be taken by a professional photographer, but it needs to look professional. Mm -hmm. It needs to be something at least if you have some kind of background, I always try to have a more or less neutral background. But if you have something, if you look at my profile picture, I have the picture where the background is like going from orange to purple, Mm -hmm. but that's because that's my brand colors in my own company. Yeah. So that makes sense. But then I see people who are standing out in the forest or where you can see the picture is taken from some kind of party where it's like, oh I look nice today, but there's like people partying in the <laughs> background. <laughs> and to take a photo that's specifically for this, for this on your TV photo. Also be wearing something that you can actually also wear to a job interview because the recognition you have with people, with in my profile picture, I'm wearing a bright blue jacket. Yeah. It will be the same jacket I'm wearing at a job interview. It does not matter if, if it's 30 degrees outside. I will be wearing this jacket for a job interview. I might ditch the jacket once I'm in there to not kind of hmm. be very, very warm. Or if I'm going to a networking event, I'll try to my very best to wear this jacket. Because one, not a lot of people use bright colors and it says it's very much me and I like colors, right? Mm. But it's also making me recognizable Hmm. and we want to be remembered in a positive way, of course. Hmm. So think about, do you have Hmm. something in your closet that's very much you, but also something maybe a little bit different, not too out there, still be nice and presentable professional, but something that will make you more recognizable mm-hmm. that you can then also wear to a job interview or when you go networking or attend workshops, stuff like that. Remember also, and this is like a side note in terms of LinkedIn, but remember when you're in all kinds of settings, coffee meetings, um, attending workshops, stuff like that, represent yourself, even though it's kind of like, and if you're if you're in the Danish system, the job center might send you out to something that you're like, I really don't want to be here, but I have to, to be able to get my money from the system. Still dress nicely because you don't know if your next boss is in that room.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. So
1: always keeping that in mind that when you go Mm -hmm. out, when you interact with people, represent yourself in the best possible way, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. So back to the pictures. (laughs) Yeah. When you use your phone, when when you download the LinkedIn app, Mm-hmm. This does not work from computer, but on the phone, you also have the option of making an introduction video of up to 30 seconds. So if you if people have this, if you then take your mouse over the picture, you'll see a video start playing. Oh, that's so, something I've never seen before. No, you can look at this now and also mm. get the inspiration with the pictures. Look at what other people are doing. Mm. Both for do's and don'ts, but look at yeah. what people are doing. But these videos... Gives you a thirty seconds introduction, so you can actually make a little pitch here, mm. saying, "Hi, I'm Diana. I work with helping people, mainly internationals, finding jobs in Denmark."
0: Perfect. Boom. Yeah.
1: Then they already know how to pronounce my name. Yeah. Which usually people say Diana, but it's pronounced Diana, right? So mm-hmm. they know how to pronounce my name. They also know what I do. Yeah. So. That's really a fast way to kind of let people, and I know a lot of people like video, no. Yeah. Okay. But try to step outside your comfort zone and try and do it. Mm. You can always redo it Mm. and see how it goes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You use the most, I always say stack the odds. So all of the small things you can do. Mm-hmm. That might seem like okay, a video might for some people seem like a huge step, but, <laughs> yeah, it could, but to me. Mm. <laughs> yeah. But but all the small things you can do that can mm-hmm. help you. They might not seem like a lot in for themselves, but when you stack them above above each other, mm. it becomes a lot. So try and make the video and feel very, very you're very welcome to when you've made the video. Yeah connect with me and say, hey, Diana, can you look at my video? I'm so proud. You're also welcome to connect with me in general. But (laughs) your listeners, if they want to connect and show me the video, feel free. Just remember to write a note when you connect. So, And I'll get back to that. Remind me to get back to that because I just want to also talk briefly about the cover photo. Mm -hmm. So the cover photo on your LinkedIn profile Mm -hmm. is also prime real estate. Um, I'm doing like, what's the word they call? Parentheses. Yeah. (laughs) I was saying it's it's also whenever you click into someone's profile, it's this big, huge picture Mm -hmm. where you can use that wisely. Mm -hmm. So in mine, I think it says job and career advice, in denmark or something along those lines i can't remember Mm -hmm. but and then it has those orange purple colors as well Mm -hmm. so it's very branding it's Mm -hmm. it's basically branding right so use this to don't make it too uh hard to look at so don't let make the picture be too confusing But use it to write some words that's about what you want to be working with. Mm -hmm. This is also a coin. Your your LinkedIn profile is not a generic CV that is just telling people what you've done before. Mm -hmm. Your LinkedIn profile is a dynamic page where you're talking about what you want to do in terms of what you've done before.
0: Ah, yeah so Mm -hmm.
1: yeah so what you want to do is you want (laughs) to focus things on how you can create value for your future employer or your customers if you want to be self-employed
0: yeah and also for your for your future self basically i guess right yeah so Mm -hmm. what
1: you're saying so for example let's say that my former job was as a job consultant as well Mm -hmm. let's say what I did, I had one-on-one consulting and then I also had, I facilitated workshops kind of like I do now. But let's say that Mm -hmm. I was going to go into a job or applying for the type of jobs where I was only going to develop presentations, not facilitating them, but just develop the material for learning and presentation and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So what I would do would be that when I was to describe the role I had I would focus on the things that would be relevant in the type of job I want to apply for. So meaning that even though 70% of my job was one to ones and facilitating, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't, it wasn't, it wouldn't be that I wouldn't mention that, but I would focus on, Oh, so I actually in my former job developed the material I was teaching in myself. So mm-hmm. I have worked with that because that's the one, of the things that are important in the type of jobs I'm then applying for. Mm-hmm. Does this make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So instead of thinking, okay, so I want to. Just let people know what I did, and these are the three most important things I did in my former job. And you're smiling because that's probably what you do. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's totally okay because that is what most people do. Yeah. But think, and it's the same when you write your CV for for applying for a job. Think of it as not what was the most important in that job I had, but what's the most important in the type of job I'm applying for. Mm. So. When you do your about section and as well as filling out what you've done earlier, think about the top maybe three, four companies or positions that would be amazing to work for. So Mm -hmm. simply write down what is the top things these companies and these positions require and then focus what you write on that because you cannot make your LinkedIn focused on each and every job you're applying for, because you never know when these people are going to look at your LinkedIn profile Mm -hmm. and you're probably applying for more than one job a month. So you need to kind of make it more broad, but not so broad that you're just, that it's just like, oh, I've done this. So Mm -hmm. make it in terms of what value can you create for these type of companies and these type of positions.
0: Okay. So basically putting myself into the head of a person that's sitting in HR of that one company or two or three companies they would really like to work for. And I think what would they need? Yeah.
1: Look at, you can go into job index. They have an archive when you go into search and more options Mm -hmm. and I can share a link with you. I've made a video where you can see this. I can share a video. You can put in the show notes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And you go into the archive and let's say you want to be a project manager with one of three different companies. Then you can go in and you can search for a project manager and then type in those three companies. Mm-hmm. And then you can see what was the positions they had mm. in the in the past. Mm-hmm. And then see, go to and look at, okay, so what is the common... So this is a little bit of analysis work, so it takes a bit of time or research, right? But it will help you a lot, right? Because then you can go in and look at, okay, so these three companies, and these three different types of positions, what they have in common are these five things. Mm -hmm. So that's what I want to focus on. How do I, within those frames, create value? Mm -hmm. And that's the focus. And then when I go in and I write my LinkedIn profile, one thing is the about me section, focus on that. But also when you go in and write. So during my PhD, I was doing these things. The things that I did, what is it that was most important in terms of the things I found out in my research? And that's what I start with.
0: Mm. So I
1: focus on the things that are most important.
0: Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I think also that search and analysis can also help of by, like, by figuring out, is this really what I want to do? Like, do I really want to do project management at that company mm. because reading those indexes or those summaries, I might also realize I had a completely different picture in mind. Yeah. And then speak with people about
1: Mm -hmm. it. Always, like I said in the beginning, network is so, so, so important. Mm -hmm. So speak with people, figure out what is it really like to work in these companies? What is? You can always gain more information than what's in a job ad. Because a job ad is always like this wish list combined with a, perfect representation maybe not perfect but they want to represent well like we do as job seekers yeah we want to true. show our very best side yeah that's the same for the company right mm. so i promise you there's always going to be something on the yeah. back end that's like mm, didn't see that one coming that's kind of interesting yeah not that it's bad necessarily but there's always this we want to represent ourselves well right mm. so definitely yes keep that in mind
0: yeah um, and then you said that you would like to go back to the connecting to people like, yes. and writing yes. writing notes. When, yeah. So basically you can have
1: different types of um, profiles. I have what's called a creator profile. Mm-hmm. That's because I'm very active and I'm creating videos and I'm creating all of these other stuff so you can put in and you get some other abilities to kind of use within LinkedIn when you have that. But if you are not a creator... So that's given to you by LinkedIn? No, you choose choose. choose if you're a creator or not. Usually Mm -hmm. just have the normal, like my normal profile...
0: Is that a paid version? And no, then it doesn't
1: look it, It's okay. just there's some pros and cons. It's, it's also about what people see first when, when they log into your profile. So, in general, just keep the normal profile. But mm-hmm. when you see creator profiles, what you'll see is that where the connect button is normally, mm-hmm. there'll be a follow button mm-hmm. instead. Mm-hmm. If you then go just to the right of that, there'll mm-hmm. be these three dots, mm-hmm. and then you can go in there and there's a connect. But what's important here, instead of pressing the connect button, you press personalized invite. Because if you just press the connect button, you're not going to have the option on mobile phone, that is. You're not going to have the option of actually writing a message. So it's really important because we use that message for two things. One, to figure out why are are people trying to connect with me? What's the connection here? Why should I say yes to connecting with you? Mm -hmm. And people giving some kind of context is always nice. And also, oh, I heard this podcast and it was some really good advice, oh, hopefully. <laughs> um, but that makes me both, that's like, it's always a good thing to give compliments. Of course, you should mean it, but yeah. but it's nice to get right. Mm. But it also means that whenever in two years I go back and look at that conversation, like, oh, right, I'm connected with you because you listened to X. Or yeah. when I write something, I'm going to write, hey, it was so nice meeting you on in this in this workshop. I'm being pretty specific mm-hmm. about it, and one thing is that doing it for the one you're connecting with, but really also do it for your own sake. So you have this kind of archive of where you know people from. Yeah, mm-hmm. because if it takes a bit of time before you actually get to interact with them, time and time again, where I've been like. Why am I connected with this guy or the office? Yeah, exactly yeah. right. Mm. So, even if people then connect without actually writing anything, so I will go in and I will evaluate, say, okay, is this a person where it makes sense for me to connect? Mm-hmm. And then I'll usually write them a message saying, hey, and might even do this before I accept the connection request and say, hey, thank you for wanting to connect with me. Can you give me a little bit of context here? Because it's nice to have that context, And the context might just be, I've been following you on LinkedIn for a while, or I saw that one specific post you made and I found that really interesting. Mm-hmm. So it can be a little yeah. bit of of everything basically, but just writing that mm-hmm. connection or that note mm-hmm. is really, really important. And if you don't know people well enough or you don't feel like you have a... Reaching to connect with them yet? Yeah. What you can do is, if it's not a creator profile, because the creator profile have the follow, so you can just follow, right? Mm. But if it's not a creator profile, then the follow button will be under those three dots. Mm-hmm. As so, the diff, the, the reversed of the other one yeah. before, right? So when you go on, instead of just trying to connect and go into these three dots and write follow, mm-hmm. then they will follow. I will get notified that you follow me, but I will not see your in or your post or anything. You will get mine, but I will not see your, unless I go and follow you back. Mm. Yeah. Other good ideas to focus on is if we jump back to your profile picture, yes. you might have seen people having this hashtag open to work mm-hmm. on their profile. Mm-hmm. And you will get higher up in recruiters search if you have this on. Mm -hmm. when you go into your profile there is a button under your there's um under your profile picture down Mm -hmm. where you can kind of go in and say you can show that open to work only to recruiters so it won't be open on your general profile but only to people who pay to have a recruiter access to linkedin yes Mm -hmm. so in that way you are Open to work, but not like out to the broad public, Mm -hmm. which can be good, right? Mm -hmm. You can also say, there's an option of of saying, I'm just casually looking around or I'm actively job searching. Mm -hmm. So there's like different things that you can do Mm -hmm. to be more searchable in Mm -hmm. the system. And I encourage you to actually use the hashtag open to work, both because it will do that, but also... If you want to kind of show your network that you're open to work, pros and cons in this. Yeah, (laughs) But really make a conscious decision, at least if you want to do it or not, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Another thing in terms of search is your headline. When I said before that your profile picture is really, really important, Mm -hmm. it is because it's the visual um, input. But your headline is the next most important thing because that's also what gets you on. So every time you post something every time you comment on something your profile picture and your headline the default for linkedin is your um title and for workplace or formal workplace depending on where you are in your journey right mm-hmm. so for me my default would be dual career consultant at the university of copenhagen mm-hmm. and that or even better when i was working at jobnex my title was supervisor But I'm sorry, what in the world does a supervisor do? Like, (laughs) it really depends, right? Even within one company, a supervisor can do, we have multiple people with that title Mm. doing very different things, right? Mm. So you need to kind of say, again, thinking of how do I focus on what I want to be doing Mm. and the value. Mm. So what is it you want to have people see when they see you? Mm -hmm. Is it that you are working within strategy or whatever it is? I'll I'll make a quick break and look at my own Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) because I cannot remember. Mm -hmm. Okay. So my headline is helping people reach the next career goal dash author, speaker, and podcaster. Mm -hmm. So I'm actually telling people what is the value I'm bringing in, but I'm also giving up some keywords that I'm also both an author, speaker, and a podcaster. So if people are looking for some of those things, Mm -hmm. then they can see in my headline that that's something I've done.
0: Yeah, sure. They can see what you offer and in what ways you offer that, right? Exactly. Through your podcast or through being a speaker. Yes. Yeah. Exactly.
1: So. Focusing it on instead of, again, what have I been doing or what am I doing right now Mm. to what do I want to be working with Mm. and what is it I want to focus on Mm. and what do I want to be known for is the focus of the headline. Mm -hmm. Is that making sense?
0: Yeah, Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm like reconsidering my profile now because, for example, my photo is black and white. Yeah,
1: it can be. Uh, It can be? Yeah. Okay. It's up to you. It's just... If it's nice and professional, Mm. then it's okay. Mm. It's good. It's just, for me, it makes sense to do the color thing because that means I'm more noticeable and memorable. Mm. So it's what you feel comfortable with. Because Mm. also it's important that I'm giving you all of these ideas and stuff, but you need to be comfortable. Yeah. When you get to a job interview or to a networking event or whatever it is, people need to feel like, it's you that they're meeting based yes. on the impression they've gotten from your profile. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if you are naturally fairly introverted and just like, you're not like non-color, you're not black and white. In- no, <laughs> not <in person. laughs> no, not in person. No, not in person. And what I'm saying, that's kind that of stupid. But what I'm saying is just that you just want to, you just want to, to make that leap between The online persona and the real life persona be as small as possible. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. So people don't feel like they're getting like cheated. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. When they meet you in real life. And that can go both ways. It's amazing, of course, to make a great impression because you're so much more than you were when they look on LinkedIn. But then again, then you might think of, okay, so if I can get that so much more into my LinkedIn profile, then I might get more opportunities because people will see that already on mm. LinkedIn.
0: Okay. Mm. Yeah, Good. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Do you have other things that you would like to share or other tips?
1: Your about section. Think about that whenever people go into your profile, whether it be on mobile or on computer, mm. that it's only the two to three top lines that are going to be shown. So think of those three two to three lines as being your teaser, mm. as wanting them to actually tap in to read more. Mm. But many, many people don't.
0: Mm. So you
1: need to be fairly specific in the first two to three lines mm. about what is it you create, what is the value you give. Mm. Again, then another thing you can definitely do is get recommendations, both from former bosses, but also from former colleagues or collaborators. Mm -hmm. Um, And a really good idea here, if you ask people, there's this great system through LinkedIn where you can ask people to give you a recommendation.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I don't know if you've ever had this thing where you've asked a former boss to get a recommendation and they've been, yeah, can you just read it it yourself and I will sign it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not any easier, I have to admit, to write it yourself, right? Mm -hmm. So what I encourage people to do, because that's also, if I just connect with you and say, could you give me a recommendation? Mm -hmm. Then you're going to be like, yeah, I I would love to do that, hopefully. (laughs) I I would love to do that, but about what? What is it that you want? So again, when you have your whole LinkedIn profile, Mm -hmm. you have this idea of this is where I would like to go. Mm -hmm. So I would like my recommendations to fit into that in some way. So if you go in and look into my recommendations, you'll see that the last, I think, four or five recommendations, I have asked people to actually focus on my facilitating skills. Mm-hmm. So what I've done is I've asked for a recommendation and I've said, hey, I would love for you to, to get a recommendation if you feel like that makes sense. It would be amazing if you wanted to focus on my facilitating skills, my one-on-one Or whatever it is that Mm -hmm. is important for me in terms of what I want to do, whether it's a new job or it's as in my own company or whatever it is, ask for recommendations on the things that shows your skills in what you want to work with. Two things here. So the first thing, obviously, that then you have recommendations based on what you want to work with. Mm -hmm. But the second thing is then it's also much more. Or it's much easier for the person who is actually going to write that to do it. Because Mm. now they know, oh, this is what's important Mm -hmm. for Diana to get in that recommendation. Mm -hmm. Then it takes me like five, seven minutes to write that. Mm -hmm. Versus, Mm. okay, now I need to think back. What was it? Oh, (laughs) right. So it's much easier for everyone. I get what I want and you get an easier task.
0: Yeah, true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And also, I guess sometimes just writing recommendations for other people. Exactly. Also, yeah. good idea.
1: but I would do the same though. I would write and ask you, "Hey, I would really love to give you a recommendation based on our time working together. Yeah. What would you like me to focus on? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. it makes so much more sense to actually get it that way.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That makes also a lot of sense because I was also thinking sometimes like. I would like to give people recommendations that I really like to work with, but then I also thought it was a bit awkward to just them seeing suddenly that I wrote a recommendation, recommendation for them. But they get it before. They need to approve
1: it as yeah. well before mm. it gets on the profile. Okay. So, okay, that's so good yeah. to know. Yeah. yeah. And also another small thing, and then I think I'm <laughs> I'm, I I don't have a lot more right now. Remember that volunteer work and doing your own projects also create skills. So it's also something that shows who years are as person. Yeah. One of my top things that I have on my CV and on my website and on or on my website, my LinkedIn and stuff is mm. my podcast. Yeah. Because even though I never earned any money and on that, it's still something that's given me so many skills. I've learned so much. It kickstarted my entire career,
0: okay. basically.
1: Yeah. So why would I not have that in there? Mm. The book I wrote. It was something that I did for. Myself, of course, and but it's something that I've learned so much about. Yeah, I did a charity project where I had something called auctions for charity that I did myself. Again, it had nothing to do with my professional career, mm-hmm. but it says a lot about. Ooh, then these project management skills I got from that. Yeah, the networking, the all of these things that I got from that, mm-hmm. I can put that in as well to show skills and show that I developed skills. Mm-hmm. So
0: remember to put all of those things in there as well. Yeah, yeah.
1: So that also goes for your
0: CV, of course. Yeah, it makes sense. I guess in the, in the CV, it's often like the structured way. So my, I don't know, my education comes first, for example. and Then comes my job experience and then comes my voluntary work. Mm-hmm. But of course, it might make more sense to put them wildly together. But then the top three that are most relevant to the job, or is that confusing? I
1: actually, I started doing something that I think makes so much more sense. And this is a bit of a different topic, but still that the point of the material is to make the company fall in love with your profile. (laughs) So why not focus on that? So Mm -hmm. I would do an introduction, like this profile that's five to eight lines. Mm -hmm. And then I have relevant work and or relevant experience and projects. Still in reverse chronological order, so then used first, Mm -hmm. but I don't, differentiate on whether it's a job it's education or it's a course or a certificate or Mm -hmm. volunteer work
0: Mm.
1: all the things that i think can make them fall in love with me Mm. they go first yes Mm -hmm. and then it has i just have other experience and that's all the rest okay Mm -hmm. because why would i not want them to see what's most relevant first
0: yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah makes sense Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah thank you any other
1: questions about linkedin
0: Any other questions about LinkedIn? Um, I mean, we—if we like uh, to go into this a little bit—we also talked about how posts can become more visible or what prevents them from being more visible. Yeah, maybe just a few, a few lights of that. So, like I mentioned, I
1: went to this LinkedIn summit two weeks ago, and one of the things that they mentioned is that if you want your post to reach the most potential, Yes, you need to be both active on the platform in general before. So go in and comment and like and interact with other people's posts, then post your own. And then also after you've posted your own, go in and comment and like and stuff on other people's. Mm -hmm. Also go in and comment and post the comment on your own, either with additional information with links. Don't put links in the post itself, put the links in the comment.
0: Just a small like side note, Um, why LinkedIn doesn't like you to share links in your posts. That is because LinkedIn doesn't want you to leave LinkedIn. So if there is a link in a post, you might leave LinkedIn. And so to prevent this from happening to your post, because it will then like be made less visible, you can just, as she said, share the link in the comments below.
1: Mm-hmm. And there's no like waiting period before you can do that anymore. There has been before, but apparently they removed that. So now you can just post a post and then go in and say, oh, and here's the link. Also the first kind of half an hour to an hour, if there's someone posting or commenting, interact with them, go in and answer them in the comments, mm-hmm. because that makes, that creates value for the LinkedIn algorithm. However... If we also spoke about this, because there's this great feature of um, planning out posts now Mm. that you can actually just schedule posts. Mm. So you don't need to be there when they post. Mm. So I've noticed after being at this conference, what I noticed with myself is that I'm like, oh, now I need to, whenever I post, I need to actually be there like for half an hour because I need to be active before. Then I need to post and I need to be active afterwards. And it becomes kind of a showstopper for me because I'm very kind I'm I'm kind of in the moment (laughs) that kind of person. So that means that I am just really not getting any posting done because when I get this idea, usually I just post it. But then I'm like, oh no, I need to be active before and I need to be (laughs) active afterwards and I don't really have the time for that right now, Mm -hmm. and then I forget about it. So if that's the case, or if you have this anxiety to post or feeling like, okay, I have a better, I can, I can manage posting if I schedule it. So I'm not there to see what happens. That's me. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. that's fine. So if mm. that's the case, then sorry for the language, screw the algorithm, like all of this, mm. because if it means that you're not going to get anything done, mm. then it it doesn't matter. Yeah. Right. Mm. So make sure to feel, I, I, Try to encourage people to use, if you're not yet using LinkedIn a lot in now, try to set off like half an hour each day to kind of go in and start commenting, start kind of interacting. And for a lot of people, it's a huge step to post that yes. first post. Yes. But think about it as start by doing that 30 minutes kind of thing where you interact, start getting a bit of comments on your comments and stuff like that. But then when you do your post, Mm -hmm. maybe make it a thing where you're thinking, okay, so with this post, how do I create value for other people? Mm -hmm. This is not about me. This is about how I create value for others. Mm -hmm. So by posting this, I'm actually helping other people. Mm -hmm. And how can I not do that? Like, (laughs) how can I, how can I, who am I to not, Help. Help other people. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. But frame it in a mindset that makes it happen for you, right? Mm-hmm. I had earlier, I had a, um, a candidate who we talked about LinkedIn and then she went home and she posted a, she, she just recently graduated and she posted a link or a post where she was like, oh, and by the way, I just recently graduated. Now I'm looking for my first job. I'm very much looking forward to blah, blah, blah whatever. She got a job based on that. Mm. She got an interview. Someone from her old studies tagged her saying, hey, by the way, we're looking for graduates. I think you should apply. I'll put in a good word for you. She applied. She got the job. Mm. So small thing. I'm not saying that's happening every time, but it can happen. Mm. So, And she would never have gotten that opportunity. And if you don't know what to write and or how to write, go in and be inspired. Follow people who look at or who does something within your field or in related fields and kind of figure out how can I make this my own, mm-hmm. the way of doing this. Mm-hmm. One thing that you should not do, which is I get so tired, is people who complain. I do have some people in my feed who is like, it's always, always, always someone else's fault. Mm. Why? Or or this thing about, oh, I'm running out of money in two months. So will someone please hire me? <laughs> oh, and mm. it's like, I get the frustration. Yeah. I get that this is a tough situation to be in, mm. but why would I give someone a job just because it's for their benefit? Mm. That's back to the whole value thing. I basically, and I know this sounds harsh, but basically the the company and the recruiters mm. don't care about you until you've shown mm. them that you can create value for the company. So spend your LinkedIn time and your material in general in showing how you can create value. Mm -hmm. Even as a newly graduate or a newly PhD, you you can give so much value to people. Mm -hmm. It's just all about figuring out how to frame it Mm -hmm. and how to explain that. And I know with PhDs, sometimes you get very, very into the very small, 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 small mm-hmm. things and maybe taking, rising it up a level or two to kind of say, okay, so if I use these methods that I use down here on the nitty gritty kind of thing, if I raise it up, mm-hmm. then I might be able to share mm-hmm. some kind of value at that level. But even down on that tiny level, you might have found something that is so interesting for people within you, feel still want to share it because people can also be interested in the method you used or in all of these different things, right? Mm-hmm. So just think about value, basically. Yeah. And that's also what you want in your cover photo saying, what is it, what things is it that helps create value that you want to work with? Just to maybe tie a nice bow on that part. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, makes sense. And also about the value, what I what I try to to tell myself is if if we go into a supermarket, there are so many products we don't care about, right? But it's not like we get annoyed by them. I'm like not annoyed because there is so many ch- varieties of jam or something. So, but it's there, and someone will buy the jam, right? So maybe this is similar to a post. Like I write it, and maybe hundreds of people don't find it interesting, but it's okay. But then there is some who find it interesting, and who. Well, buy it,
1: if you like. But I think that's a great way of looking at it, actually. Mm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because the thing is that it might not create value for 99% of the yeah, people seeing exactly. it, but yeah. then it creates tremendous value for that one person. And mm-hmm. I know, like we were talking about every Sunday, I have this post that I call wins the week, mm-hmm. because I know that it's very important, especially if you're a job seeker, but just in general also, that keeping focus on what is the wins we've had instead of focusing on I didn't get the job or I didn't or all of these things, right? And I know from people telling me offline or like just in general, or I get an email or a message saying, hey, thank you for keep focusing on this. So even though I have weeks where no one is commenting on it, Mm -hmm. I know that just the awareness that it's creating with people, Mm -hmm. Again, I love getting the comments on the yeah, human <laughs> stuff, but but just knowing that it actually mm-hmm. creates some some kind of emotion for other people and help them in some form yeah. is amazing. That is going to be the case with basically most posts that are being made, as long as you also put a little bit of yourself in there.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah. remember
1: yourself. It's a representation of you.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah,
1: thank you. You're welcome. Okay. <laughs> and remember connect with me if you guys feel like that sounds interesting i'm sharing a lot of different things on job search and yeah career and stuff like that so
0: yeah perfect i will make sure that you are found amazing yes yeah yeah then thank you very much for today you're welcome yeah thank you for having me of course (laughs) welcome back thank you for listening up to this point I hope you enjoyed today's interview and that you could take something yeah with you something that you might like to try maybe a way to communicate your science because what you do makes a difference so it's really worth um, communicating what you do and if you have questions or comments with regards to this interview please feel free to leave them below the, you guess it, LinkedIn post of this episode. And then I will also share all the things that Diana was referring to during our interview in the blog post of this episode, which you can find at phdtalk.eu. And if you found this to be useful or inspiring, uh, maybe also for somebody else, then we will be happy if you share it with someone this episode and then i wish you all the best and i will be happy to welcome you here again next time all the best your Miriam